Welcome to the Remy and Casey Show podcast. If you ever miss the show on 92.3 WIL each morning from 6 to 10 a.m., you can always listen right here whenever you want. Thanks for listening. 92.3 WIL. <sighs> Weekend is over. Back goes, to another week. It goes so fast. It does Every go time. so fast. Especially when you when you spend time with each other on the weekend like you and I did last night. Yeah, and then I'm like, dang it. I'm going to go back to work with him. More Remy tomorrow, dang it. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about our, our fun time at FFA Fun Night at the Monroe County Fair last night. That's not even a sarcastic statement. It's not. It's real. It's real. It happened. Uh, we participated in some of the events. Casey. <laughs> Last night, hurting now yeah. <laughs> because of one of them. If you were there, you know. If you know, you know. And yeah. if not, we're going to tell you about it later today. How was your weekend otherwise? Otherwise, I don't even remember it. It's all a blur. Happened very fast. No pool time. No pool time. Just no. a, there, It was really busy. Family, friends, things to go to, people to see. Yeah. You know how yeah. it goes. Yeah, I took the kids bowling. And I'm happy to say that they have moved on from the kid ramp. Already? Yeah. They're like four years old. Now, mind you, their their form isn't impeccable yet, but we're getting there. That's the next step. You're going to have little Pete Weber toddlers <laughs> out there whipping down the lanes. I just need some sunglasses for them and they'll be good. <laughs> uh, we've got a jam-packed show today, including exclusive video of Casey riding a shovel from last night. <laughs> We'll get to that in the 8 o'clock hour, plus your chance to win Brad Paisley tickets in the fourth row, the third row, the second row, and the first row this week uh, with Remy versus Casey as well, some Lady A tickets. So we're super pumped to get this week started. Man, this week is a huge week because we start all of our big shows at at, uh, Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Yeah. All right. Happy Monday. New week, new you, no excuses. Get amped with your Monday motivation on New Country 92.3 WIL. There's a few things, about three things to my account that I need each day. One of them is something to look up to. Another is something to look forward to. And another is someone to chase. As you may or may not know, that is Matthew McConaughey. Of course. I believe that was 2014. He was giving an acceptance speech at the Oscars, and he says that he has three things that he looks that he looks to every day to make it a good day. Something to look forward to, something to look up to, and something to chase. And for him, he said in this, something to look up to is for him is God. Mm-hmm. But it could be anything, really. It could be like creative visualization or someone that you actually, someone that's physically in your life that you look up to. Yeah. I told this to my wife yesterday. I said, I look up to you intellectually, like yeah. just so much. She pushes me on so many different levels. So I, I definitely look up to my wife in that regard. Uh, and this could change daily too. The second one was look something to look forward to, seeing your family, maybe vacation. I do this a lot when I've got things coming up. It's almost more fun to think about it happening than when it actually happens. Yeah, that anticipation <laughs> and it building up to it. Could be a milestone too. And then something to chase in... Matthew McConaughey's example, he said that he wants to chase himself 10 years in advance. So like if he was 35, he was chasing that 45-year-old successful Matthew McConaughey. But you have to come to terms with the fact that you're never actually going to catch it, if that makes sense. Right. You're just always chasing. You're always striving to be better. You're always striving to do better. 
So. Yeah, I think everything Matthew McConaughey says is uh, eloquently motivational. Yeah. And I like I like that he puts things that way. Like the what he's chasing isn't necessarily one specific goal, but it it is what he thinks he could accomplish in the next ten years. Let's do it now. Yeah, I you love know? I love I love his style too because it's not super polished. You know yeah, what I mean? like and it doesn't have to be. Yeah, he's just a little, he's a little rugged. A little disheveled. Disheveled. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, so three things today to look up to, look forward to, and something to chase. Thanks to Matthew McConaughey. That is your Monday motivation. Remy and Casey. Here's the question. How old were you when you first felt like a true adult? And that's like a hard question. But it's a very hard question. It's it's it has many levels to it. But is there an age or uh, an event that happened where you're like, "Yep, I'm an adult now." That's tough because you know I feel like buying your first car all on your own feels like an adulty thing to do in the moment. But then you don't. It only lasts in that moment. Yeah. Or whether it's like graduating college or whatever it is. For me, it was quite literally this year whenever I signed all those paperwork, all the papers for my house. Yeah. Become a homeowner. And then, you know, water heater breaks, it's on me. It's that. That makes me feel like an adult. <laughs> like the backyard is trashed. Who's got to fix it? Me. No one else. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, I, I think a home, a home purchase or a baby in the life Ugh, or any, yeah. any of those things. A new poll found that 7% of us still don't feel like grownups. I feel like I'm in that boat. There are... There are different things that happen in my life that I'm like, okay, well, maybe 18 could have been that official. I'm an adult now. Yeah. Graduating college could have been that for me. Uh, buying my first home and you know, all those, the, having children. Those, but I, I, I look in the mirror and I'm like, I don't know if that I really feel like an adult yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think but my I, gray hair says otherwise. <laughs> for a lot of people, I bet it is kids or I bet it's that point in your life whenever you hit financial independence, like when you're not reliant on anybody else or your parents or some people, for some people that's much younger, for some it's not. Yeah. I think um, it's got to be that like big life change when you realize that in that moment, you are what you have to rely on. The most common age when we feel like an adult is 18. The second common answer was younger than 18. Uh, so a lot of us apparently grow up fast. The rest of the top five ages are 21, 25, 20. And then anything over 30 is when we felt like an adult. I'm sticking with 25. I don't care if that makes me sound like a late bloomer or anything. You get lower rates in your car insurance at 25. So yeah. that's, that's hot. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I, I don't know. I, I, I go and I go and like I ebb and flow with it because I know that I am one, right? But I don't know that there was a defining moment where I was like, I am an adult now. Right. You know what I mean? So for sure. let us know on the Facebook page. How old were you when you first felt like a true adult? I know for a lot of people, this could be just straight up like an event that happened. And it right. might have been a traumatizing event. Right. It might have been something that wasn't desirable, but you're like, I'm out on my own. Like you said, you're having to take care of yourself all of a sudden and to make sure that you're good or your family's good or whatever. And that feels like you're an adult. So let us know on the Facebook page or you can also call us 314-954-9230. How old were you when you first felt like a true adult? Or are you like me and you've just never grown up yet? <laughs> Still a child at heart. 92.3 W.I.L. Carrie Underwood doing what Carrie Underwood does. I mean, just warming hearts, bringing that mom energy. Working out. Working out. <laughs> and saying see it to the haters. Okay, so hang on one moment. We're going to back it on up. 
Mickey Guyton is also a country music artist. She's a female. She's a black artist. And I am just going to give it to you straight. That has debilitated her career in the past. Now, as she's a rising star, she's still experiencing some like hate and discouraging comments and things online from, you know, people that don't love to see it. Yeah. Most recently, the target of all this hate has been her five-month-old. Wow, really? Her baby. Wow. Comments, not not even anymore of like, oh, I don't like your music or I don't like you, blah, blah, blah. Now it's your baby's so ugly or your baby's this or blah, blah, blah. It's very sad and disheartening. And a lot of the country artists have come together to kind of show her their encouragement, especially Carrie Underwood, because she said after Mickey came home from a long day, she saw a big package and it was a miniature grand piano for the five month old. Nice. Sounds silly. It's not. It's like it's a toy built for like toddlers or if you want to start getting your kids into music at a young age. That's what it is. Yeah. But it looks like an, a real piano with a real stool that they sat that five month old down on. And he went away just banging on the keys. Sounds bad, but, you know, five months. Let's go. (laughs) The whole video is on the socials. You piano player, Bubba. Yeah. You know, he's just loving it as they do. And it's it's cute because then Mickey posted about it and she said, thank you so much for making my day, Carrie Underwood. I really appreciated it. Carrie responded and said, like, thank you. I'm so glad that he loved it. And I hope that he gets into music one day too. So I like to see that not only is she supporting her female fellow artist and mom, but she's going out of her way to make her feel comfortable and encouraged to keep going. Yeah, it's got to be hard not to get into music when your family is so music oriented. I, I think so too. As far as Carrie is like, it's either hockey or music. And I don't know what Mickey Guyton's husband does, but I think he's also in music. Is he also music? Yeah. So th- there's no way around that one. It's exactly. it's just going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Real news is lame. This is unprofessional news on 92.3 WIL. going to start doing some Olympic updates on a daily basis. Olympic updates. I can get with that. Well, I don't want to spoil any events that are happening today because right now is kind of prime time for Japan. So a lot of the events that we'll see in our prime time are happening as we speak. I think men's gymnastics is tonight. I think that there's, uh, I forget what the other events were, but I wanted to give you a medal update through Sunday. China has the lead with 11 medals, six gold, one silver, four bronze. USA has 10, four gold, two silver, four bronze. And Russia is in third place. Nice. So we're not too far behind. We're not. And I feel like a lot of these first events, uh, a lot of other countries have like specialists in. There's shooting events. There's uh, things like that that like we've never really had solid teams in, I guess you could say. Yeah. But, you know, we really rule in gymnastics. And the big surprise is that at this point, the USA gymnastics team is in second place. Nice. That's kind of a surprise to a lot of people because they're thinking that we should be in first place right now. But I think it's only by a point. I think it's fine. Second place is fine. Look, we are, we just got here. We just got <laughs> to Japan. We, we got a lot of in. work to go. Yeah, we settling in. It's we all settling good. in. <laughs> We'll get there. Uh, but yeah, I think I want to I do some Olympic updates. And I won't spoil anything, so I'll never do anything that 
is happening right now or has already happened, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, that won't happen tonight. Next story, the former host of Reading Rainbow is getting his turn at the podium on Jeopardy. LeVar Burton will be taking over after Good Morning America anchor Robin Roberts hosted last week. Each guest donates to an organization in an amount equal to the contestant's cash prize. Burton has chosen the charity Reading is Fundamental. He's pushing to become the game show's permanent host. We talked about this months ago where people were like, who would be a good host to replace Alex Trebek? Right. And LeVar Burton and just seems like he fits the bill for this. You know, he's not like Aaron Rodgers who has to go out on the on the football field. He's not like Robin Roberts who is on Good Morning America he every day. Have, that's not going to be his side gig. No, that's going to be his next big thing. Yeah, Reading Rainbow's kind of, you know, gone and done its thing. He was sure. like, he was in Star Trek for a long time. That's kind of over. So he's got some time. Yeah. And I think he's a really well-spoken person. I think that he would be great. So if you want to check it out, LeVar Burton on uh, on Jeopardy this week. Sometimes I tune in and if I get one right, I'm like, I'm smart. That's so what smart. discourages me from even watching <laughs> it. Like I tune in, I don't know what, I don't know what kinds of questions they're asking. I'm confused. <laughs> I'm flipping it off because then I feel silly. Yeah. There's, man, those, they're, they're really, really good at what they do. That's for sure. Next story, the Wall Street Journal says that schools are concerned because juice boxes, hamburger beef patties, and chicken tenders among the items in short supply when you had to eat at school. I would imagine you're a cold lunch uh, girl. You, you what does your, that mean? Like you brought your lunch to school. No, I never did. I was always, wow. I would always buy it at the place. Wow. So what was your, uh, what was your favorite meal at school? Well, you know how they like have pizza like every day as an, a side option. Yeah. I would always go for a pizza or back then I ate meat. So I was pretty much down for anything except. Salisbury steak day. <laughs> Salisbury steak. Like, a, I'm sorry, a lunch lady should not be making us Salisbury steak. It just seems silly. Let's save it for Thanksgiving. <laughs> or whenever you eat that. I feel like it was kind of a comfort thing for me. I like I liked that. But I would say the chicken nuggets are probably my favorite. Like, chicken, okay. nugget, chicken nugget day was probably the best day. Yeah. And I would always eat hot lunch on those days because I always brought my lunch to school. I don't know why. It was just the thing. Yeah. Didn't trust the school food for whatever reason. Brought my own. <laughs> Mom, make my lunch. Uh, other shortages are canned fruit, corn dogs, salsa, uncrustable sandwiches. That's weird. That's crazy. Italian salad dressing. Even the actual lunch trays that they make for kids to like take their lunch back to their table yeah. are in short supply. That's interesting. So when we see uh, schools reopen here in the next couple weeks, because that's a thing. We might see some shortages in those items as yeah, well. Yeah, maybe take your lunch if you can for the first couple months. Yeah. Cardinals got a win yesterday, beating the Reds 10-6. to 6. They'll take on the Indians or the um, <clears throat> Guardians is what they're called now. The who? Uh, the Guardians, yeah. We'll talk about that in the next news. Uh, tomorrow in Cleveland, first pitch at 6-10. Time for Remy versus Casey. We've got our contestants on the phone. It is the Battle of the O'Fallons today. O'Fallon, Illinois versus O'Fallon, Missouri. Chris in Illinois was on the phone first. So, Chris, who do you want to play with for you today, Remy or Casey? Remy. All right. She has chosen wisely. She's chosen wisely, my friend. Are you ready to do this? Let's do it. All right. This is the fight of our lives. It's time for Remy versus Casey on New Country 92.3 WIL. July has been a month of domination. Remy leads it 10-6. He took four or five last week. I just feel like I need to roar or something. Roar. Do it. Do it. Do it. <laughs> 
<laughs> first game of the week this week is the game What Came First. Remy, you dominated last week, so go sit out in the hallway. All right. You've got to buy Casey. First round, an easy, easy game here. You just got to determine what came first between the two. Cool. Casey, number one. What came first, the pageant or Chaffetz Arena? Ooh, I'm going to go with the pageant. What came first, Garth Brooks' Thunder Rolls or Check Yes or No by George Strait? Definitely Garth Brooks. Number three, what came first? An Olympic celebration here today. The Miracle on Ice, which was the U.S. beating the USSR, or Michael Phelps' actual birth date? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm going to go with um, The Miracle. Question number four. What came first? I Could Use a Love Song from Marin Morris or Dan and Shay's Show You Off? Oh, Dan and Shay. And number five. What came first? Crocs. Or Snuggy. That's another tough one. Snuggy, an epic as seen on TV product. Right. Crocs, a less epic less rubber <laughs> shoe product. I'm seen going at the Snuggy. Lake product. Uh, question number six. What came first, the St. Louis Arch or Mount Rushmore? I think I'm going to say Mount Rushmore. And last one. What came first, Big Brother, the TV show? Love it. Or The Bachelor? Oh, love it. Also, Oh, man. I'm, they've got to be around the same year, but I'm going to say Big Brother. Ooh, okay. All right. How do you feel? Um, Pretty good. Those are all straight guesses. I feel like I didn't use any sort of um, cognitive thought. <laughs> I just, just went, went with for it. it. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you did pretty well. Remy's in the, in the studio now. Okay. What came first is the game, Remy. Yes. Number one, what came first, the pageant or Chaffetz Arena? I'm going to say that uh, the pageant came first. What came first, Thunder Rolls by Garth Brooks or Check Yes or No by George Strait? Oh, this is easy. It's uh, Thunder Rolls. Number three, what came first, the miracle on ice? Do you believe in miracles? Or Michael Phelps' actual birth date? <laughs> Michael Phelps. Question number four. What came first? I could use a love song by Marin Morris or Show You Off by Dan and Shay? Uh, Dan and Shay. What came first? The Snuggie or Crocs? I know you've got both. I wear them both at the same time. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Uh, the Snuggie came first. What came first? The St. Louis Arch or Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore was built in 19... 19- 93, the arch was 1981. <laughs> I'm going to say that uh, the arch was built first. Question number seven, your last chance here, Remy. What came first, Big Brother or The Bachelor? Oh, this is Casey's question. This is her yeah. question. Big Brother came first. All right. How do you feel, Remy? Not good. Not good. Okay. <laughs> Let's go through these numbers. What came first? The first question, the uh, pageant or Chaffetz Arena? It was the pageant. 2000 for the pageant. Yeah. Chaffetz Arena was 2008. You both got that one All right. right. Nice. One, one. Number two, Garth Brooks. Thunder Rolls or George Strait's check yes or no? It was Garth Brooks, 1990. Mm-hmm. George Strait came out in 1994 or 95 with Check Yes or No. 2-2 right now. Miracle on Ice or Michael Phelps' actual birth date. What came first? It was the Miracle on Ice. Ah. 1980 Phelps, 1985. Five years later. It seems like it's like the 60s that the Miracle on Ice happened. Michael Phelps and I are twins. Oh, 85 was a good year. 85? 85. So with that one, Remy got it wrong. Casey got it right. It's a 3-2 lead for Casey so far. Question number four. What came first? Marin Morris, I could use a love song or Dan and Shay show you off. 
You both got it right. It was Dan and Shay. Show you off. 4-3. Casey leads it. Question number five. What came first, the Snuggie or Crocs? You both went with Snuggie. It was Crocs. Mm. 2002. Snuggie was underground things where like people were wearing Crocs long before the Snuggie. Well, I think it maybe took a minute for them really to take off because the only people that were wearing them, people were looking at you like you were someone in Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Apparently, I saw today that Crocs began at some kind of lake festival in Florida. Shocker. Uh, Number six. What came first, the St. Louis Arch or Mount Rushmore? Uh, Remy, what year did you say the Arch? I think it was like 1993, built by Lewis and Clark. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Casey, you said Mount Rushmore. Remy, you said the Arch. It was Mount Rushmore. 1941. The Arch was 1965. So Casey with a 5-3 lead, and it doesn't even matter anymore. But the last Uh, question, Big Brother or The Bachelor? You both went with Big Brother. You were both right. 2000 to 2002 for The Bachelor. Casey wins Woo! today. Woo! I'll take any points I can get because I need to catch up. Yeah, you know, not a good way to start a Monday, but uh, whatever. Casey. 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 All right, sorry, Chris in O'Fallon, Illinois. I apologize. Did not come through with you today. Yeah, should have picked Casey. Mike is our big winner today. Mike, you want to sit in the fourth row of the Brad Paisley show, or do you want to go see Lady A? Your choice. Nah, the Brad Paisley show. All right, sitting sitting close at the Brad Paisley show. We'll get you all hooked up with those. And tomorrow's another day. But like I said, that it all boils down to this week. Yeah, this week means everything because I think after this month, we are going to start. Uh, Punishments again? Paying up for things, yeah. Paying up. (laughs) Remy and Casey. Oh, man. (laughs) Last night was a blast. Here's just a little taste of that. (laughs) We're at the Monroe County Fair. Hey, guys. Can we uh, give a round of applause here on the stands? Let's go. That was FFA uh, fun night last night at the Monroe County Fair in Orlu, Illinois. Yeah. Home of Casey. Yeah. So like the Monroe County Fair is something that's always kind of been a big part of my life because it's something that I went to every year growing up. And I was really excited whenever I found out that we were going to get to go host FFA fun night for the very last night of the fair here with WIL. Yeah. Because it was kind of like our excuse to go and be a part of it in a really fun way. Because the FFA chapters of the four schools that competed, they were there to have a good time. Especially not playing favoritism here. But Waterloo had some spirit. Like, even when they were losing so hard, they were, like, rooting on the other teams. The kids were having so much fun. Yeah, out of four teams, they got fourth. So they Yeah, they didn't do great. <laughs> While Columbia got second... Second, <laughs> Redbud came in first, so I, shout out to them. I wasn't really sure what to expect. Someone had had convinced me that I had done this event before, like I had emceed this event before, and I don't remember it still. Everyone but, last night said that you had been there before. Yeah, but we had a ton of fun. Uh, Casey and I actually participated in a couple of the events, or one that I did with her, which was the hay bale toss. That's one that I kind of wish that, like, I feel like we should do more of. Oh, you think so? Like, yeah. you think we'd make a First good team? First off, I think we did well, mostly because you're, like, six foot six. <laughs> and, like, we launched that hay bale. 
But also, I feel like that could kind of be a fun, like, recreational thing to do. Do you think that the street team should take out... <laughs> Essentially, like, if you if you could imagine a pole vault, like, how they made... Like, they put the pole across the two, like, frames, and then you have to toss the hay bale over... The frame without it hitting the pole? Yeah, without knocking the pole off. That's exactly how it was. And... For the for the FFA kids, the pole started at eight feet, so they had to throw this hay bale over at least eight feet. For us, because you know they know that we aren't FFA members, but we're huge. They cranked it up <laughs> to like twelve feet, <laughs> yeah. and we still got it up there, boy. Yeah. yeah, we got we got it pretty high. We we knocked off the pole, but they they were pretty uh, they were pretty mean to us with that uh, <laughs> raising of the pole. But the highlight of the night, the highlight <laughs> of the entire night was the amount of pestering that Casey got to do this event called the shovel pull. Listen, I don't know if these 70-year-old men know <laughs> that I was from Waterloo. I don't know if they just thought it would be funny to keep bugging me and telling me that they wanted me to ride this shovel. <laughs> it's just an odd concept. But eventually they got the kids involved and the kids were like, Casey, Casey. Yeah. And I was like, Ugh, fine. Fine. So visualize this. It's essentially two dudes on the handle of the shovel. It's like a big manure shovel. Casey sitting in the in the actual shovel part, being drug across, like down around a cone and back. Sitting as in like, sounds bad, legs wrapped around the pole yeah. of the shovel. Yeah. Two boys, two young red bud bucks. <laughs> Dragging that shovel, running, just mud flying off their boots into my face. This but not fully on the shovel, so there's just dirt flying into my pants. Yeah, this is kind of what it sounded like. <laughs> so Casey's, Casey's mounting the shovel right now. I hate that. <laughs> In 54321, here we go. And they're pulling. Like, you can hear it. And then they come around the corner here. Casey falls off the shovel. They threw me off the shovel. She gets back on the shovel and continues. <laughs> and you can just see the look on your face the entire time is like, I shouldn't have done this. I didn't ask for this. Didn't, didn't ask for this. Didn't this. want this. Now my butt is covered in dirt. Yeah. Does your butt hurt today? No, it's other things. My <laughs> butt doesn't hurt. It's like my calves where your like legs are wrapped around, you know, the metal part of the top of the shovel yeah. kind of hurts. Or like my back immediately after. I was really trying to stay strong, but my back hurt so bad. I was like, man, I'm really going to need an Advil <laughs> when I get home tonight. I'm getting old. Can't be flying off shovels like this anymore. <laughs> well, congratulations, Casey. Thank you so much for being a great sport. If you want to see the video, it's on our 92.3 WIL Instagram page exclusively. We are looking to get 10,000 by the end of the week. We're so close. On the road to 10K and we we're trying so to close. get there. Yeah, we're so close. So if you could give us a like, a follow, that would be fantastic. Nobody likes real news. This is the unprofessional news on 92.3 WIL. And then I was about to eat it. And I thought, I might just save it for later. And I saw $10,000. I was like, screamed. Do you remember when... Like, people used to find Jesus potato chips or, like, Jesus toast. And it looked like like the toast would actually look like there was a little bit of Jesus in there. Yeah. And then they would sell it on eBay or they yeah. would try. Those were simpler times. Those were simpler times. Those were 2009. 
Yeah, exactly. Lots of people making uh, you know a couple bucks here or there off of Jesus Toast. That was a that was a fun era. I think we had less to worry about then. <laughs> and uh, the, what is this? This girl in Australia. She's 13 years old. Eating some Doritos last week, she came across a puffy chip, which is different from the 3D Doritos. So those are those little ones. This is a full size Dorito that's puffed up. She posted it on TikTok. She said, what should she do with it? So she put it on eBay and she got up to $100,000 on it. And then eBay was like, that's probably not real. And then eBay pulled it. But Doritos stepped in and they're like, you know what? We're going to buy your chip, your puffy, rare, fine Dorito chip for $20,000. It doesn't even look like anything. Like it doesn't even have like an Abraham Lincoln face. It just got filled with air along the way. I got to see it. The, the puffy chip? On the fa- yeah. Is it on the Facebook page? Yeah, I posted it on the Facebook page. Okay, I'm going to go look at it there because right now I'm not that impressed and I don't really get why. You won't be impressed. You so, won't be impressed at all. So this is just Doritos being like, hey, I see what you're doing. We want to play. They're basically saying they know that 92.3 WIL is going to talk about a Doritos story. And so we're going to front $20,000 for all these radio stations and TV people to talk about it. Ah, so they just know what they're doing on their marketing end. Oh, now I understand. See, even if I pulled this out of the bag, I would literally just eat it. I don't even think I would take a Snapchat of it. It'd just be a different uh, different mouthfeel, I guess, at that point, right? Just a little little more airy. Whatever you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, congratulations to uh, this girl, Riley. $20,000 richer. Yeah. Next story, the Cleveland Indians have changed their 106-year-old name to the Cleveland Guardians. The announcement was made last week from the team's social media account. They kind of did this like in the afternoon on Friday, hoping that like nobody would see it. People saw it. People are upset. People are happy. There's people on both sides of everything, right? It's social media. Tom Hanks came on uh, for this like promo video that they did for it. This comes after a decade of protests about the Indians' name and logo being offensive to Native Americans. The Guardian's name comes from Cleveland's bridge statues called the Guardians of Traffic. It's like these really cool, I don't know, like you'd see in like Lord of the Rings statues, but they're holding little cars. That's weird. It's a little odd, but people in Cleveland love it. Right. That's like, that's, will you have toasted wraps and an arch? They've got Guardians of Traffic. Yes, and Guardians of the Galaxy, apparently, because that's what they're being made fun of. Now they are the Guardians of the Galaxy. The new logo is a little weird, too, but, you know, everything takes a little bit of getting used to. Uh, But they have a new name, yeah. And I'm not not 100% sure on if it's, like, immediately, because in sports they're saying, like, we're still saying Indians. I'm not sure, like, if it's next season that that will be adopted or if jerseys are changing midway through. I have no idea. Right. Well, I'm not mad at them trying to make like a positive change. Also, it is kind of weird whenever things change names. Like I know it takes a while for everybody to kind of accept and get used to. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Next story, a Florida man who returned home from a doctor's appointment got an eyeful and a surprise after he discovered a woman skinny dipping in his pool. The man tried to convince the naked swimmer to get out, but she refused. So he called the cops. How do you just like get in someone else's pool naked and then say no whenever they get back and try and tell you to leave? When officers arrived, she became hostile and refused to cooperate. Once out of the pool and dressed, officers took her to the Charlotte County Jail where she refused to identify herself. Police figured out that she was using her mugshots from prior arrests. Now she's charged with trespassing and resisting arrest. I don't know if you can charge somebody for skinny dipping, but... What would you do if you came home to your backyard and there was a naked woman back there? (laughs) 
that's not your wife, obviously. <laughs> I don't know what I would do. And like, don't Lauren doesn't even notice because like I'd, the kids are napping and she's watching Twilight. Yeah, well, I, and I'd, there's just a naked woman chilling in your backyard kitchen area. I would accidentally let the puppies out and the puppies would just go up and just like take care of it. I guess. No, I think they'd make a friend. It'd be little scratches and licks. That'd be weird. Okay. Mm-hmm. 92.3 WIL, New Country for the STL. It's Remy and Casey, and uh, these pooches are ruining our lives. <laughs> Your dogs? <laughs> <laughs> Look, everybody who, uh, I'm going to say this straight out front. Everybody who said, you're making a mistake by getting two puppies, you were right. Congratulations. You win. <laughs> See, I really, I thought this was like a very cool move of you guys because no one ever does that. <laughs> However, in the back of my mind, I remember thinking, wow, this is a really crazy move. Like, it's that's very bold. It's a lot. It's, it's bold. It's a lot. And uh, yesterday, the first injury from puppies has uh, resulted. So, Lauren, my wife, taking the puppies out in the backyard, we do not have a fence currently. So, we've been kind of like on the leash if we want to make sure that they're going to the bathroom. Sometimes we'll just let them out. They really love our blackberry bush that we have in the back that is just fruiting like crazy. <laughs> just blackberries all over the place. I asked the vet. The vet's like, yeah, you might want to... A lot of those Be can careful. make their stomach upset or whatever, and you got to make sure there's not like spines anywhere around the blackberries or anything, which I don't think that our bush has that. However, they just dart on her all the time. They do not dart on me, and I don't know what that is. But they dart on her. They went around the front of the house yesterday into the neighbors across the street's yard. And she's like dragging them across the street by their collars. Like, come on, guys, come on. She trips on something and falls on her face. Right. Because I'm imagining like these two little like they're not like little puppies that she can just scoop up really in under both arms anymore in that scenario. Two puppies at once is too much, but one would be okay. One would probably be okay, but like they're now at the size where you've got to be leaning down, holding collars to walk them back. Yeah. And that's how she tripped. And then... Like, when I say she landed on her face, she landed on her face. Uh, like on her like right side of her cheek. Yeah. So it pressed in her glasses. So it, she's got a little bit of like a black eye on the inner part of her like orbital. And then... A little bit of a scratch, kind of like a, you know, seal, the singer, kind of has like a scratch going down her eye, like right there. And she was a mess yesterday. And I feel so bad for her because we need a fence badly. Yeah. We either need a fence or we need one of those invisible fences. And I think the thing with the invisible fence is, is that like cruelty? And you guys actually have, do you guys have one, Casey? Yeah. So my parents have an invisible fence. For Minnie at their house and at first I think I was really skeptical of it because I, I liked the idea of her knowing her yard limits more than her getting shocked if she exited them mm-hmm. and I will say that my mind definitely changed on that after we used it because like there's not there is a setting that's not even a shock feature it's just like a little beeping noise so that it tells them hey you're getting too close to the line and you know even if she goes over the line it just it's a little vibration it doesn't actually shock her oh. i mean if you're depending on your dog's size and i guess how like wild they get you can adjust those things but for a lot of them the first few settings on the device are really low and just kind of there to keep your dog like a reminder like hey that line's coming up you might not want to cross that and so now she half the time she doesn't even wear her invisible fence collar anymore yeah she just she knows. just knows where the line ends and she knows kind of like if we're with her and we leave the yard 
and invite her out, then she can come out. But if not, she can't leave the yard. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you this straight up. The fence company was like, we got you in November. <laughs> and that's just too far. He's like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. We're a little backed up right now. We got 12 to 15 weeks. I, I asked him, I was like, how long is 12 to 15 weeks in months? <laughs> everything is just too far away or like um, on back order right now. Like everything in the uh, world. Yeah. And it was not to mention super expensive for like an aluminum fence even. So we're in the process of, of uh, trying to figure that one out right now. And a lot of people would probably say, well, you should have you thought about that before you got puppies. You should have thought about that. Well, we didn't. So we're here now. <laughs> uh, we can only move forward. We cannot move back and uh, we'll explore the invisible fence thing. For I think sure. I think it'll be probably the most, it'll make the most sense for you guys, I think. Gosh, if you guys, if you have any tips, tricks, whatever with fencing and the invisible fence thing, like, is it that much cheaper than an actual fence? I don't right. know. Give me a call. I need some help. 314-954-9230. Uh, pooch help. The pooch help hotline, always. And people right? love to give solicited pooch help. Oh, yeah. Bringing Nashville to St. Louis with Casey Covers Country on 92.3 WIL. So you know a lot of artists are really working on getting Major League Baseball to come to Nashville, Tennessee. Yes. Um, I mean, Luke Combs is in on this. Kane Brown. I'm pretty sure the guys of Florida Georgia Line are in on this. Chris Lane. And tons more. Why wouldn't you be at this? I mean, they have the the Nashville Sound, which is a Triple A team right. there, so they kind of have Major League Baseball, but like they don't have a Major League Baseball team. They don't have a team, and the thing is, I think they'd have plenty of support for that. I think I think that it would be a successful endeavor. Yeah. And these artists all feel the same way. So I guess the Nashville Stars baseball, who is the potential MLB organization, already exists as an organization. And they're working to bring MLB to Nashville. And they've got a whole Instagram page of things that they're working on and actively doing to start that process. And the last thing that they've done is they made baseball cards of all the artists that have been supporting them. That's cool. So they have like a Luke Combs baseball card, a Kane Brown baseball card, even one for Willie Jones. And I'm sure there's going to be more in the future too. And even a bunch of baseball cards for players who have played for the Nashville Sounds back when it was like in the 40s, a Negro League. Oh, okay. So they even brought some of those back. And these are really cool because like on the Luke Combs one, it's got Luke in a baseball uniform, but also his guitar and his guitar strap that says Luke on it. His dog, JoJo, is in the background. His red truck is in the background. He's on a lake. So these are like cartoons. These are like cartoons. Okay. Not I was, real. I was thinking in my head like Luke Combs up to bat. <laughs> Full swing, just like no, it's letting like, it rip. It's very like collectors, collector, uh, you know. Yeah, this is handy. by so this is by Tops. I used to collect Tops baseball cards when I, I was a kid. Okay, I was gonna mention that, but I didn't know if that was a thing that people knew about. It's a major brand, and I, I would imagine these would be pretty collectible if you can get your hands on a couple packs of these just to have them in your collection. Yeah. Because they might be worth something because it's all before the actual team is there. So Right. So I think if you can get your hands on these and then maybe in like 10 years when hopefully the team has been around for a minute, these could be really cool to have in your collection. It's Remy and Casey and we are out of here today. Casey's going to go ice her butt. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. After last night, at least. Please describe Thank the video that, too. that we posted. It's not my fault. Not all my fault. So last night we went out to the Monroe County Fair and uh, we hosted FFA Fun Night, which was, by the way, a blasty. We loved hanging out with the FFA chapters. 
And, you know, they made me uh, ride a shovel. <laughs> and that sounds exactly how you think it does. I want to know what the shovel was doing in its previous life before oh, being ridden. It just, it's brand new. It just got donated by uh, I don't think, the, so what is it, the Solange family or something? I, I feel like this was a used shovel at one point or another. You think they lied? And it's it is not definitely, brand new? This is definitely one of those manure shovels. And I'm wondering. Oh, yeah. That's what this shovel's for. Like, this isn't for digging holes in the ground. This is for, like, moving piles of poo. Yeah. And my butt was just all up in it. Yep. And flew right off of it. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun for me to watch from a distance. I did capture everything on video, though. So if you want to see the video, 923WIL on Instagram only, please give us a follow. We're trying to get those followers today, okay? We're on the road to 10K and we're not doing great. We had a goal, what was it, July 30th? July 30th to have 10K followers on the 923WIL Instagram. And we kind of forgot. <laughs> and so now we're at like 9,000. 419. 400. So we basically need 600 followers in four days. Gosh, I just feel like if you pulled out your phone right now and you headed on over to the Instagram page and just give us a follow, that would happen. Any any little bit helps. We could probably do it today or tomorrow if we get enough people. But, you know, if, you, if, you, if you're not sure if you follow us, just go check and then hit follow if you're not. We post a lot of good content there. You can see that. Uh, we also, what else did we talk about this morning? How your dogs broke your wife. That, uh, a, a fence or an invisible fence or some sort of. Uh, fence is necessary. Uh, yes, is necessary. Uh, we also had a little Monday motivation with Matthew McConaughey. True. And we've got awesome tickets this week with Remy versus Casey. Fourth row, Brad Paisley tickets again tomorrow. And Lady A tickets your choice if you win. But I think that's a good Monday. I think we can we can uh, we can call quits here and uh, have a good day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out. You can catch the Remy and Casey show live Monday through Friday from six to ten a.m. on ninety two three WIL on your radio, or download the ninety two three WIL app and listen there. You can also enter to win concert tickets and use the feedback feature to participate in the show and join the conversation.